morning and welcome to A Taste of Tanya. This week we are studying the 17th chapter of the Holy Book of Tanya. And a major theme in this book has been up until now that for the average person, even if we are unable to control all of our temptations, all of our emotions, nonetheless, we can have impulse control. A brain rules over the heart. When it comes to actually doing what Hashem wants, even if we're not in the mood, even if our heart is telling us something different, we can come through what matters most in thought, speech, and action. And that is why the Torah tells us, who the matter is very close to you. Being an observant Jew, following every mitzvah, isn't something that is out of your league. It is close to you. It is within your power. But in chapter 17, the author of the Tanya raises an obvious question in that same verse that says, Torah's karov, close to you. It says it's close to you, bilvavcha, in your heart. Heart. And the premise in the book up until this point has been that heart is not necessarily in our domain. That is only something that a tzaddik has absolute power over. But regular folks like us may not have that ability to generate interest and love and passion in doing a mitzvah. We can get ourselves to do it, but not necessarily can we get ourselves to love doing it. What then is the meaning of this verse? And the author tells us something so, so important. It is true we may never come to the place of a tzaddik that we no longer have an interest in those things that are forbidden. This natural gravitation and pull and love for those things that the Torah asks us. Perhaps not. But you know what we can do? We can think about holy ideas enough. We can contemplate. We can reflect. We can meditate on something until it begins to sink in. And here the Alter Rebbe tells us a second definition of mind rules over heart. Not just mind rules over heart in terms of impulse control, but mind rules over heart in that when we think about something long enough, it will generate feelings. Perhaps it's not fiery, passionate feelings, but it's enough feelings that generate an authentic interest in doing that particular act. We think about the impact of a particular mitzvah. When we think about the mission for which our soul came down into the world, when we think about our soul being nothing more than a divine ray, and there are going to be dozens of such ideas and meditations in the rest of Tanya that give us food for meditation. But if we think about all these things enough in a real way, we'll get a feeling towards it. And the author of the Tanya uses a fascinating expression. Anyone that has a brain in their skull is capable of doing this. Don't think meditation is only for mystics or holy individuals. All of us have the ability to think deeply about something. And this is an important idea because we live in a world today where we're so easily distracted and we move from one idea to another. We don't allow an idea to resonate. Take a stroll in the park while we chew over an idea deeply and allow it to sink deeper and deeper inside of us. This is what the meditation here is. And in a sense... We are good at doing this sometimes. You know, we'll often think about our anger towards somebody without realizing it. And as we think and replay in our mind what exactly happened, you know, it generates feelings of anger in our heart. Or if we think about something that we're quite nervous and anxious about in the coming days and we think about what's going to happen, that intellectual idea will translate into an actual fear. So you see, we are good at meditating when we don't plan on it. We have to use that very same skill 
for those things that we do want to put in our minds. Moyach shalit al halev. The mind can rule over the heart. Just like a recipe, if you put in this ingredient and that ingredient and you beat it and you whip it and you mix it and you bake it, out comes that cake every single time. The author of the Tanya says, if you think about something long enough in a real way, it will generate enough excitement in that mitzvah that there is an emotional connection and it will not feel like you're doing an act that is divorced of emotion. And he calls this an emotion that is enough to drive in action. The chapter finishes on a sad note. He says, while this is true for the average person, there are those people who have sadly fallen into a pattern of negative activity to the extent where their heart is not in control of their mind. It's almost the other way around. Their mind is in control of their heart. Almost like you have a computer program to do one thing and it goes berserk and starts doing something completely different. This is the tragedy of the Russia of a wicked person. We know this well in our life through something called bad habits or God forbid even an addiction where someone understands something is negative. They know very well intellectually why it's not a good road to go down. But nonetheless, they are just unable to put that into action. They cannot connect that thought with enough feeling to actually drive a difference. And the Alter Rebbe says, in such individuals, you cannot just follow the regular formula of meditating on a certain truth until it inspires emotion and action. But first, you have to get out of the dirt. First, you have to get out of the schmutz. It happens with a broken heart. That happens by humbling yourself. That happens by surrendering to Hashem. Almost like an addict, the first step in AA is this act of surrender and understanding how you are powerless and you need this higher force in order to schlep you out. The process of teshuva begins with this broken heart. It's allowing the person to reconnect to Hashem, now on a deeper level. Shabbat <laughs> Shalom